bang, 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 bang. Um, this is the thank you, thank you podcast. I need to come up with it like a jingle. Thank you, thank you. It's the thank you, thank you podcast. Um, except it's it it just sucks. <laughs> uh, oh, I was talking. You know what I find interesting is is COVID relationships, and you should all you should all try one of these. Um, you should break up with your your you should end your relationship if you're in one right now, and then and then try one just same person just so I can <laughs> just do it the COVID version of it. This shit's you you I don't even know what co- relationships are like, you know that I've been ongoing through COVID. But COVID relationships are so interesting. There's like this thought that um, if you haven't had one of like, what if this is a COVID relationship? What if, what if COVID gets solved and then, and then you don't need this relationship anymore? You know, that's, I make that sound so depressing, but it, you know, it's just, a, it, it could be a small thought or a big thought, I guess. But that's, you know, that's something that, you know what, Mike, that, that could happen for existing relationships too. Like, I know this sucks, but you're the only person I get to hang out with for now. So I'm just going to keep this relationship going while, while it's going, you know. Ah, so interesting. I, I don't know. I, I think there should be research done. I think there should be a documentary on, on COVID relationships. There's, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of a thing. No, not like a trendy thing, but um, something worth noting. But I think that I think that the same for like for for everything, you know, whenever the world is going through something that's kind of chaotic, you know, like war. Are there like war? Yeah, there are war relationships. They're fucking, you know, when soldiers go out to war and, and they need something to cling on to and, and have hope for, then they fucking pull out their wallets. And it's this little wallet sized photo of of their girlfriend who they they hope is not cheating on them back at home. Yeah, that's strange, huh? I think war is insane. I think war is just one of the craziest things, man. Because it really dismantles your your humanity. That's how, that's how I would feel. If you ever watch like a war movie and there's like that one dude who can't kill anyone, um this is in fury. Uh that that sounds like a weird sentence. There's a movie called Fury with Brad Pitt and they they have to go to war and there's this one there's this one kid that joins the squad and he just can't kill anyone. And I I get it, man. I don't think I could kill anyone. That's probably not good um for you guys to know about me. I think everyone should have this idea that I could kill you and uh, you should be afraid of me. Um I I am a black belt but barely. And what I mean by that is as soon as we got our black belt, like we passed the test, we just stopped going to class. I don't know what the fuck that was for. I should ask my mom. Like, why'd you buy, you know what? You know what I fucking know about my mom is that she just does shit so she could put on her mantle of, you know, like her resume as a mother. Like my kids are black belts. That's what it is. Because I don't have my degree. I don't, you know, I don't have that. Di- no, I have a degree. I don't have a diploma. Because di- it didn't seem important. My mom doesn't need a diploma to prove to people or to be able to, for her to honestly say that she, um, or at least comfortably say that, oh, my kid went to college. 
You know she doesn't give a fuck? <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck that I went to Riverside. Um, yeah. Because I, well, I got to Riverside and, and, and I bought this, like, uh, it was a quarter zipped, it was a quarter zipped um, sweatshirt. And it said UCR mom. And I wore it for a while because I just thought it was funny. Because obviously I'm not a mom. If you're wearing a UCR mom sweatshirt at on campus, then I think people would assume that you are a mother and you're pursuing your degree. You know, that's all that's all noble and that's all great. But then um, I'm, I'm clearly not that. So it was kind of funny, I guess. But I gave it to her and she never fucking wore that shit. She didn't give a fuck. But she is proud that I was like um, the commencement speaker. And she she kept like the program from is that is that what it is like the program from graduation. There's like a little like a sixth of a page little biography of like this is our commencement speaker Michael Lamb. And what's funny was that when they when they asked me like oh what can we say about you like I think my I think my speech was entertaining and it had heart and that's why it won. But I don't have the resume. Like it, it, it must have been so entertaining and heartful, um, because I am not exactly the poster boy for college. You know, I, 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 I didn't graduate cum laude or summa cum laude or super mega cum laude. I didn't do any of that stuff. All I had under my college career, which was only two years, was was that I was an AKSI and that I was vice president of marketing. Yeah, so that's what I, that's, they didn't have a lot of great things to write about me. But my mom keeps that fucking book in her office and she shows it to people who, who don't fucking care. Um, but I, I think while we're on the topic of, of my extensive education, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a great student. I think I came out of like, I came out of high school with like a 3.333 and um uh then i applied to college i fucking hated the sats i hated that shit one time i, I what i get like a i think i got like a 1650 or some shit like that whatever what the, was the average score was what the sats thought of me they're like this guy's average but um i tried going back to get a better score and i went with my friend vic and we met up in the morning, and then we were going to carpool. Um, and by the grace of God, there was no parking, so we went back to Vic's place, and we just played games all day. That's cool, man. <laughs> That's a story worth uh, 80 bucks or whatever SAT test cost. I applied to colleges. I applied to Cal State Long Beach because my girlfriend was going there, which is not something I encourage people to do. I actually encourage you not to do that. Um, but then again, whoever's listening to this, probably not in high school. Um, I applied to Cal State Long Beach and I applied to UCSD. My sister got into UCSD. I applied there. I applied to UCLA because I thought I was a fucking hotshot with my 3.3-1650. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, I really wasn't a good candidate. I got referrals in Chinese class because, um... I just was a naughty boy. One time, one time I told Mr. Chen, who fucking hated me from like year one, but I got up to like Chinese three. He fucking hated me, and rightfully so. Um, 
ow, what the fuck happened to my throat? All right, hold on, hold on. Um, yeah, yeah, we weren't on good terms. I think Chinese too, like, he's like, okay, everyone could sit wherever they want. And so we, I sat with my friends and he goes, oh, except for Michael. Michael, you have to sit in the front. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, hey, man, this is like a fresh start, dude. You need to start it off this way? Um, and then I got like a DS. I got like a Nintendo DS and I was playing Tetris. And I'm playing, I'm sitting in the front just being a fucking asshole. I'm sitting in the front playing, looking down under my table playing Tetris. And then he walks over to me. He goes, Michael, what is that? And I was like, all right, I'll put it away. He's like, yeah, you have to put it away. Um, and rightfully so. Again, rightfully so. This man is not doing anything really wrong here. Um, and then I have this great idea to just ghost ghost play. <laughs> oh, no, air, airplay. Like, airplay the DS. So... I, I reach into my bag and I pull out nothing and what the fuck I'm fucking podcasting dude so I pull out nothing and then I just pretend I just move wiggle my fingers around and he comes back over and he goes Michael now I told you you can't and then I just pick my hands up and I go ah <laughs> just a terrible terrible person dude yeah and there's another time where he just gave us like so much fucking homework. And I was like, Mr. Chen, this is a lot of work, man. Um, and then he's like, no, nah, now nah, you go back to your seat. <laughs> and then I, and I tell, uh, see you. And I was like, Hey, see you. this is a lot of work, right? Like, don't we have a lot of work for like AP history too? And she's like, yeah, it's a lot of work. And I was like, you should, you should say something. <laughs> I don't think I was being manipulative. I really thought I really was like, this is a lot of work for us. I wasn't trying to get her in trouble, but you know, the way it unfolded, it doesn't, it seems like I was being a little manipulative, but she, see, see, goes, uh, Mr. Chen, this is a lot of homework. He goes, is it really? And she's like, yeah, it's a lot of work. And he goes, okay, then, then just like, don't do this page and don't do this page. And then I stand up and I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and he's like, now nah, Michael, <laughs> I was like, no, I told you earlier. I, I literally told you it was a lot of work and you told me to sit back down and then she says something and then. And then, like now, now you're gonna take some work off. And so he writes me a referral, and I go to the, I go to the um, I go to the counselor's office, and she's like, Michael, what you do this time? Um, and I was like, it's 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 not fair. It's not fair. What happened was I told him it's a lot of work. Yada yada. And then you know, um, and then see you instead. And it's like he he favors like, and I'm trying to find the right words for this. And I go, he favors like the um the oriental kids and that's when i that's when i fucked up i guess she's like did you say oriental and i was like yeah and she's like that's racist and i was like no she's she's chinese and and then she's like mr haragoyan come in you don't see me calling mr haragoyan guido and i don't even know what the fuck guido means so i'm i'm totally lost and i don't understand what she's trying to say and i was like no 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 i was trying to i was trying to say like Clearly, we're not the same type of student. She's from, like, she's from China. So what was I supposed to say? She's like, you mean native Chinese people? Because I was trying so hard to avoid the word fob, which I knew was, like, crossing a line. But, uh, yeah, I got in trouble for that. So you're looking at a kid, 3.3, Got a couple of, um, got a couple of referrals from Mr. Chen. And, um... I ran for president. I got I got it. 
I got it. I was the president of ASB, which was cool until it wasn't, which was really quick. Because I was I was going to meetings and my mentality was like, all right, I, I'm, I remember the meeting and I'm here on time. What are we doing today? And that turns out is not the way leaders should be leading, which I then learned in college. What, what you should be doing as a leader is people are waiting for you. Like that's a mentality that other people should have that they got there on time and now they're waiting for instruction or guidance, right? So, so I should have come in and be like, okay, like we got to figure this out and we should figure this out. So what do you guys have to say about that? Um, so in my failure as a leader, I got, I got, well, they said, they said either you resign or we impeach you. And I said, I'll just, I'll just fucking resign, dude. I don't give a fuck anyway. Um, I should have, I should have gone impeached, man. I should have done it the old Trump style. Um, but yeah, that was, that was that. Yeah. So what the fuck do I really have on my resume? So I applied to these places and for my personal statement, man, I think that's so strange. And I've ranted about this before somewhere else, but like, how are you supposed to know as a fucking 17 year old? You're like, I don't know who the fuck I am. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to find a group I could hang out with right now. You know, I have no idea what I want, what my aspirations are. I haven't explored life enough. I've been so busy trying to trying to fit this mold of like what students are supposed to be and do all these extracurriculars and shit. I don't I don't know. No one's taught me how to like reflect on my experiences. So I said that I was like class clown and, and I think there's value in that, that I'm able to kind of not slide in, not 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 slide in, but I was able to you know, be friendly with a lot of different types of people because I could kind of make them laugh. I was like friends with jocks and I was friends with, um, with, um, nerds. Am I being, am I being an asshole by categorizing people? Sure. I'm just trying to paint you a picture. I know, I know who they are, but you wouldn't know what the fuck I meant if I said Greg Parham and Andy Lim and, and Benson and nah, I wasn't that cool Benson, but that's just a name that came into my mind. But I could do that stuff. Anyway, either the colleges didn't care or the colleges never got my application because I never, I don't remember paying for my applications. I remember doing the whole process, but but I don't remember paying and I never got a rejection letter. And my mom yelled at me uh, in a restaurant at age 17, which should be um, illegal. I should have called social services because that hurt my feelings, man. Um... And then my mom said, I don't want you fucking around drinking boba all day with your friends. So you got to go to San Diego to be with your sister and be away from this, this city. And, and then I did that. And I always thought about Patrick Dam. And, and no, I'm not taking shots at Patrick Dam. He's just a guy that I, I, I compared myself to, but I always thought that the, I, I was at least as smart as Patrick Dam, and Patrick got into Irvine. So that was kind of what drove me to get A's. I got my first straight A's ever in in college, and I was I, I was great. I was like, dude, I could be a student because none of the girls here are interested in me, and and I, and I don't really have any friends here. So I'm I, yeah, I think that's when I that's when I learned something about myself that I do enjoy learning. And I found this new angle when it came to test taking. It was like, don't test me, dude. I fucking studied this shit for five hours. You couldn't, you couldn't get a question past me, son. 
that's what it was like. That's cool. I think that's I think that's a great mentality to be test taking in or doing anything under pressure. Like how dare you? How dare you test me? You know. Yeah. Um and then Jennifer graduated. So she 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 went back home. And then my mom was like, "No way you're staying in fucking San Diego by yourself. You coming back home." So I came back home. And uh came back home went to community college at Rio Hondo. Um, same mentality. I'll still, I feel like I was still kicking some ass. Kicking ass until one day I, f- I forgot the, the date of my Calc 2 final exam. And my friend texted me. He's like, where the fuck are you? And I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in the library. Why? What's up? He's like, the exam is today. And that exam hurt my feelings too because I I knew those questions. They were so familiar. I knew, I almost like, almost as if I knew what chapter they were from, but I couldn't solve it because I just didn't practice it. I didn't, I thought it was going to be two days later. Yeah. But I was like, I I spoke to the professor and she was very, very adamant about not being lenient about shit. She was very straight edge. She was a great professor. um, But then it was up to you to, to get your grade right. You know, she wasn't going to cut you any slack. So I was like, okay. I, I mean, I had to ask. You, like, you know I had to ask. But, yeah, if you won't, if you won't allow for any retakes, then, yeah, I understand. So I got a D. But then I applied to I applied to Riverside and I applied to Irvine and some other places. I did business. Uh, and Riverside accepted me so fast and they, they gave me this fat-ass packet. Um, I got waitlisted for Irvine. But you know what? I think that. I'm I'm glad I. Riverside people are, you know, for the most part, pretty down to earth. I, and that's what I've heard from someone else that went to Riverside. I was asking like, should I go to Riverside or, should I, should I send my letter of intent to Riverside or should I wait for Irvine? And this guy was telling me like. Irvine's a cool school, but I think that um. Riverside's pretty down to earth, and uh, it turned out to be true. Yeah. That's my story about my education. Oh. I wish I had more time, dude. I fucking wish I had more time. Things I wanted to do. Things I couldn't do because I was in a relationship. And um, that's, you know, I'm not blaming anyone. It's, it's as much to blame uh, for someone holding me from doing things I want to do as it is for me to to have allowed that to happen and not stood up for myself and said, Hey, I'm sorry you feel that way. Maybe not say sorry you feel that way, but like this is just something I really got to do. And I, I, I wish you could be more supportive of that. And yeah, man. Should have done that. I don't realize this was shit was like 20, 20 minutes already, but I also wanted to talk about like breakups because I think breakups are so, they're so interesting. I, I, I said today that breakups are like, breaking um like your piggy bank like dropping your piggy bank and it's sad because you broke your piggy bank you know and it's broken now and that's sad but then when you go clean it up and you and you work on like you know you do the work to clean up your piggy bank and you're like oh i got a lot of money in here dude (laughs) what the fuck i got like three like 500 bucks in here and what so what i mean if if the metaphor is not clear at this point is that you start picking up the pieces 
and you realize that you are a lot more than your relationship you know on the outside that piggy bank looked nice you know but you totally forgot about what was inside like where who you were and how much value you have by just being yourself and now you have this opportunity to do something with that money instead of just that's not true you can still do shit with your money if you're in a relationship i don't know i'm kind of crisscrossing the metaphor and the actual meaning behind it but i hope you know what i'm saying anyway that's what breakups are like breakups are like piggy banks breaking your piggy banks yeah or or you could fucking or you don't have to i'm not encouraging you to break i'm just saying for people that have broken up there is this silver lining to it um but if you're in a relationship just make sure you know that there's money in there you know you could open that little cork on the bottom and take the money out and you'd be like oh there's still a lot of money my piggy bank's still intact but i'm just saying and i think i've annoyed you enough i'm just saying when the piggy bank breaks you will find how much money and how much value you are as a as a human being and i think that's something not to look forward to but that's something that's meaningful something that's good about about breaking piggy banks that you have to take stock of who you are because that's all you got right now and and that's that's something that i found uh through my covid relationship and um that was fun i know i know i I make it i'm not i honestly think that there's something fun about that stuff now i'm getting a little serious but there's something there's something um so unique about that experience that you don't know how much you kind of like rely on on your partner maybe for a lot of things like acknowledgement and entertainment um and love you know and i don't mean the romantic love yeah there's that but like just to love who you are it feels and it's a lot hmm is it easier i don't know if i'm using the right word but maybe it is easier in some ways to get that love and acknowledgement and validation from someone else who appreciates you but it was from me breaking my piggy bank that I started to be like, oh, Mike, you're not so bad, dude. <laughs> you're actually a little bit better than bad. Like, you're actually pretty cool. I like, I like hanging out with you. Yeah. And now I might sound like a loser, but that really was something that I started to pick up on, especially with COVID, where you don't, where I don't have a lot of people to kind of entertain to get that validation you know like it feels good when people are laughing at my jokes and stuff like that but then i'm I'm making much less contact with people and socializing a lot less and so what i found was that talking to myself was actually kind of nice and we have to normalize talking to ourselves because back then you would be uh, pawned off as being a crazy person if you talk to yourself but I'll make jokes or I'll think about shit and I'll just think that's fucking funny. That's so funny, dude. And I'm having a good time with myself. Yeah, so I sound like a fucking weirdo. But um, but fuck you, you know, because I don't need, yeah, I don't need you to have, have a good time. I'm probably going to laugh about this shit later. I'm, I'll probably be like, Mike, you made a fucking case for yourself and you didn't have to. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, and that's that's kind of funny. Mm. Oh, also, I was helping out a friend recently 
with you know something that she's going through um and we're talking about like patience how patience is such a it's such a kindness if you if you have the ability or the room to be patient with someone to watch them fall and grow and just to just be there i know there was like this phrase of like like you're my friend you should you should be on my side no matter what like i am always on her side whether i think it's wrong or right it's it's not even up to me so that the phrase doesn't even really make sense but there's something about it there's something about that loyalty and i am loyal to who she is and the decisions that she makes i i, I don't write her off it's she's going to she's going to figure it out because i trust her to pay attention to the things that she does you know if she says like hey i know this is something i have to do but i can't do it just yet i'm not i'm not ready you know my the way i see that is okay then you're not ready but let's keep on paying attention to this and if that feeling that feeling gets stronger and stronger and you have to make a choice and that i think what will happen what i anticipate will happen is that that feeling will be stronger than your lack of readiness and and we'll we'll get to a point where where we'll say i know i'm not ready but i know i can't do this anymore you know or there's the alternative where someone gets complacent but that's why i try to remind my friend like i i i know you these are things that i this is who i know you to be um this is who i know you want yourself to be and that and whatever we are doing to to help you get there that's that's what's important to me and if you fall if you fall you know cool i'll be here you want to vent cool i'll be here i i, I enjoy this part of our friendship of you letting me in and 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 being honest about about things and and watching all of this kind of develop and makes for one hell of a story dude and and I I love you I love you and I I don't mind being patient with you cuz you're patient with me and this to have that back and forth is it's oh it's so good it's so good man and she's learning a lot and she's going through shit which in my opinion is better than the alternative of not doing anything of saying um i'm afraid of disappointment and i'm just going to stay here forever where whatever this comfort zone is even if it even if what i truly want is outside of my comfort zone i'd rather stay in here that I don't prefer that. But uh, you know, you know I would have discussions about that. And I would say, "Hey, if you really 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 want to stay here, if it's really that scary outside, then I can I can understand that and I can be okay with that." But it is on the it is on the board. It is noted that what you really want is outside of here. And if you're ready, you can change your mind, you can tell me. But if not, thank you, thank you. <laughs>